Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for another week. Thank you for another chance to express yourself to uh, the masses. Thank you for just giving me a voice and being your child. Thank you for exposing you to yourself to me and allow me the opportunity to know who you are. May today's episode be one in which we celebrate you and learn to love you more and more. I thank you for everything you are. I thank you for everything you've done. I thank you for everything you will do. And allow me to be a blessing to others and to share your grace, your word, your message with them. It's in Jesus' name. I pray. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. to be a warrior looking up to christ got my eyes on the prize if you win it to win it you gotta be ready to die because the devil like a line looking for somebody to devour and i've never been a coward boots laced up yeah i'm ready for the front line two three when it's crunch time used to put the word in your church now the devil got your tongue tied yeah you better get in line and get ready for the fire because he's coming with the rod of honor you don't want to be found alive but be found alive you must feed off his flesh every other food leads under death when he died on the cross quoted psalms 22 our king lived and breathed until his last breath look he hasn't given us a spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind but the first thing you do when the world starts to fret instead of standing on his word you just go high and they wonder why the boy been so live but would you give in exchange for your soul now because i never heard a verse in the gospels with jesus christ the nazarene just closed down yeah straight from the mud i'm a soldier covered in his blood i'm a soldier cross on my back i'm a soldier i can never turn back i'm a soldier Sword on my side, I'm a soldier. In it till I die, I'm a soldier. These forwards who could be against us, ready for war with all of my souls. I'm a soldier, grown from a different seed. Branch of the true vine, I'm a different tree. Cause I died and I rose with the king of kings. A new creation, I'm bred from a different breed. A different fee, he paved the way. If I live, let it be for his name and to die his gain. You don't know nothing about my pain. I got a passion for Christ, little homie. You can keep the fame, keep the change, but count the cost. I've lived and lost. They all want the crown, but don't want that cross. Everybody jump ship when them shots pop off. But they quick to cast stones when your boy fell off. I brushed that off, I'm back and I'm ready to go. Fully loaded with the word and the death my soul they say i'm out of control because i believe what the words say but i gotta give account on the lord's day i don't answer to a man but i answer to the one who said i am that i am thinking i'ma run you don't know who i am i'm a son to the chief to the king in command it's never for the faint of heart but not about who's the hardest losing faith better question where your heart is for those trying to mock the truth and son that he gave us hate because you don't know who my god is straight from the mud i'm a soldier covered in his blood i'm a soldier Cross on my back, I'm a soldier I can never turn back, I'm a soldier Sword on my side, I'm a soldier 
it till I die, I'm a soldier These forwards who could be against us Ready for war with all of my souls They say I'm spitting like I got a load on me Man, I can't stop now, let the devil get a hold on me Claim to be sheep, but they wolves in disguise Watch out for them snakes and them vibes Put Christ on everything to make a dime Make it two four sons of hell telling lies What's divine revelation when a man of God approach you? Now it's just what church do you go to? Dear modern Pharisee, can't you see that this temple is inside of you? But you can't cause you blind the truth Father, I don't think they know the only way to bear true fruit is to abide in you Nah, they just worry about your tithe and your seed But you said that the seed is your word Now how they gon' flip it, make it all about the game Nowadays throwing dirt on your name, that's absurd Sold out for 30 shekels, now they say you out for less Dressed up in their Sunday's best Acting more like the world when you said come out and be ye Separated from the rest In the time when we should soak in your word We follow the herd, forgetting every scripture we heard Before you listen to the news, man Open up the gospels and getting the good news, man Straight from the mud, I'm a soldier Covered in his blood, I'm a soldier Cross on my back, I'm a soldier I can never turn back, I'm a soldier Sword on my side, I'm a soldier In it till I die, I'm a soldier These forwards who could be against us Ready for war with all of my soldiers Straight from the mud, I'm a soldier Covered in his blood, I'm a soldier Cross on my back, I'm a soldier I can never turn back, I'm a soldier Sword on my side, I'm a soldier In it till I die, I'm a soldier These forwards who could be against us Ready for war with all of my soldiers friends that was david robledo i hope i saying his name right david robledo with soldier uh that was a pretty hot joint i like that one as well uh i am really excited to talk to you guys today um i'm not going to kind of do all the special hoopla things that i've been doing these past few weeks um because i have something to share with you i was in church yesterday um on sunday i, I don't go inside the building as usual, but I, I was actually visiting a friend's church uh, on Sunday, and I don't know if I've shared this with you all before or not, um, but as a child, I grew up in the church, and my father um, would take us around to a lot of different churches, and um, one of the churches I used to attend was Guiding Light when I was a kid inside of Washington, D.C. Uh, we used to go there quite a bit um, and met a lot of people there growing up, and um, in church, I would sit down um, in the main service, and while the preacher was preaching as a child, I didn't really listen to what the preacher was preaching. I just opened up the Bible and I would read it. And my favorite books of the Bible were First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings, um, and I read them continuously over and over and over again um, to the point of it was almost ad nauseum. You know what I mean? And the really cool thing about uh, just reading um, the books of First and Second Samuel is you got to read about David. You read his story a lot, um, and you talked about how he conquered, you know, kings and all of that. And prior to him becoming a king, uh, you you hear the story about him um, and Saul and the conflict between Saul. And right around the beginning of Saul's story, um, you hear that the people really, really wanted a king. Um, and, you know, prior to that, it was the book of Judges. And I had actually read Judges. Um, that was one of the first books that I read as a child 
because it was all about the heroes in the Bible. And to be honest, um, I don't even remember what got me started reading the stories in the Bible. Um, it could be my father was a pastor and uh, we used to be in the children's church, so to speak, watching Superbook, the old school Superbook. I know I've talked about that, my favorite cartoon series of all time. Um, and just to read these stories about these heroes, have them jump out and come to life was really amazing to me. Um, but I remember reading all these stories about these characters and heroes and, and almost imagining myself in um, their place and or back in time with these heroes of the Bible and just seeing the amazing things that they did. Samson and Delilah and um, Sam, uh, uh, not Samson, uh, Judah and um, all these different characters of the Bible. Um, and I remember the first time I saw uh, my name in the Bible and I was like too done, you know, and so just reading about all these characters, um, I, um, you know, wanted to go back and uh, pick up the Bible and I don't know how it started. I think just one day I was bored, you know, in the middle of church. I can't believe it. I may have been like eight or something like that. And I just opened up uh, and I remember the story of Samuel because it was my middle name. And I always hated that Micah was considered a minor prophet. I remember hearing in the church and being upset, really, man. He's not no minor prophet. How can you call a prophet of God a minor prophet? I didn't know it was, you know, due to the length of their stories. But, um, you know, never, nevertheless, I read it. But I love that Samuel didn't just have one book or two books. And uh, Samuel is my middle name. And so um, I... Uh, decided that I was going to read it. And so, um, you know, I uh, decided that I was going to um, read the book of Samuel and I read it and I was like, wow, you know, this woman, you know, she dedicated her son to God and that was amazing and, and just so beautiful and not a hair was going to cut his head. And I, I was just enthralled with the story. But back to the, the point of this whole discussion with you, um, I was in church yesterday and she brought up 1 Samuel 1. Um, I went to a church and, then, you know, the pastor isn't a, a, a woman, but um, we had a guest preacher there and it was a woman. And, you know, I, whatever your thoughts on woman pastors and things of that nature, I was just like, you know, I'm here. I'm just going to listen to the message. And I believe it was due to it being Mother's Day that um, we shared this message. And so I just sat there and I wanted to listen. You know, I always like to hear um, what someone says. And one of the things I do is I try to take uh, the message and try to apply it to my own life. How can I take this message and, you know, go from there? And this woman stood up. I can't even remember her name. Can't even recall what church she was visiting from. But it was a Mother's Day message. And she started talking about a birthing season. And immediately, I'm kind of on the defensive. Like, okay, I don't know if I'm really going to be able to get anything out of this. Uh, but the way she prayed, she wanted, she prayed to God before she started. That she wanted to make sure that even though this was a message uh, for women or for Mother's Day... 
um, that everyone, all the listeners would be able to get something out of it. So I was okay with that. And I just, you know, I was fully on board with that as well. Um, and so she started reading First uh, Samuel 1, um, 1 through 19. And I, th- I think she stopped right around like uh, 7 or 8 or something like that. Um, I think it was actually, I think it was seven, six. She stopped reading at six and then she kind of winged it from there. Uh, but she told us it was from the whole verse, uh, the, those verses that I just shared with you. And immediately she started talking about, um, how, uh, this woman, um, was married to a man with two wives and how, you know, she, um, Hannah, the what we assume was the first wife because she was mentioned first in the story, um, had to deal with her husband having a second wife or a mistress or whatever, and um, the problems that came along with it. And I had never, I mean, you know, there are stories like this in the Bible. This isn't the first woman in the Bible that had to deal with this. Um, but I, I, all those years of reading it, and I read it uh, pretty consistently just because I love the story. Um, but I, I immediately just like, you know, I never looked at it from that angle. Um, that was my first mistake, not looking at it from that angle. And then she went on to talk about um, how the husband was trying to placate her by saying, you know, don't I give you a, an extra portion more than them? Um, and shouldn't I be enough? I remember that. But everything else that this preacher was pouring into the story i had to go back and read three and four times like wow like okay did she really say that um but she went into this whole idea of god um having an ordained way that we are to orchestrate our lives and how we need to be in tune with the way God wants our lives. And um, I was just blown away by that story. But needless to say, you know the story of First Samuel. If you don't, um, Hannah, you know, prayed to God and she, she gave birth to a son after being struck, uh, uh, after being uh, barren for so long. And Samuel would become the one that anointed uh, Saul and David, who David would go on to become the predecessor to Christ. Um, now, I know that story, but just the story, the the testimony of Hannah itself, I had never paid attention to. Um, and I want to get into it in a little more detail because I think um, my, my first point is this, is we should always, always, always um, look at Bible stories and from multiple angles because there are plenty of nuggets within there that we can use uh, to apply to our lives. Um, not only that, but we I feel like we can also learn from different people going through different things in a way that um, you know we can't fully with our own because we are short-sighted in the sense that we come with a lot of baggage on our own. That Does that make sense? We come with a lot of baggage on our own. And um, sometimes we're looking at a story, we're not looking at it 
um, necessarily from God's from the way God wants us or might need us to look at the story. Um, the Bible is so rich with uh, details and with so many things in it that you can read it a dozen times and get a dozen different things out of it. You can get more than a dozen. I'm just saying a dozen to, you know, to be hyperbolic, if, if you will. Um, and that is what today's um, message is all about. Just the, the amount of ways that God can speak to us. I'm one of those who loves to listen to um, uh, Tony Evans in the Bible, uh, who when he preaches, not in the Bible, but when he preaches, because he loves to just educate and, and give you so much background and detail and, and preach. Um, but a lot of times when I hear him or when I'm when I'm listening to his podcast, uh, I don't necessarily get stories um, the way that this preacher preached a story. Uh, Tony is going to give you a, a way of looking at the scripture and then hitting you with Old Testament, New Testament scriptures and and a lot of things that supplement and, and come together in one message. That's how I look at him. Um, but sometimes there could there's something there's a lot to be said from looking at one story and putting yourself in that person's place and gleaning a lot from it. Um, and, and, and for instance, um, you know, we look at Hannah's story. She's one of two wives, so she's not the only wife. Um, and maybe she's first. Uh, let's assume she's first uh, because she was mentioned first um, and they call Panina or Panina, the other wife, right? Um, and the second wife had children and makes fun of Hannah. Let's assume that Hannah's the first wife. So Panina has to um, put her down because she's not um, first in terms of importance, but she's first because she has all the children and Hannah does not. Um, and the way the preacher put it and the way I looked at the story, um, after she put it that way was how many times in my life do I feel like I was first, I had an idea, I was ready to go, I was ready to do something, but somebody else did it first and somebody else was getting all the glory. And how did that make me feel? You know, um, here I am at my age and I'm almost starting over. I started this podcast because I didn't see too many podcasts that were doing the things that I wanted to hear when I was driving, when I was uh, walking, when I was running, when I was exercising. I didn't have that. I didn't have music. I didn't have scripture. I didn't have message. And I wanted to share with those of us around um, that kind of experience. Um, there aren't too many good Christian TV shows, too many good Christian movies. Um, be, and, and I was pained because of it and I wanted to be part of the solution. So that's why I started the podcast. My podcast isn't great. Hannah was barren, but Hannah did something that we should all do. It says that Hannah um, all the way down in verse 10, Hannah started praying to the Lord and it says she was weeping bitterly. Now, I am using the New International Version um, and this particular uh, pastor uh, used the, the ancient one, the ancient version, which was the King James Version. I always refer to it as 
the ancient one because it says she wept sore um and we don't obviously speak like that anymore even though it's english that's an old english way of putting weeping sore or wept sore um but she did and we know that whatever version we use we can immediately see that she was intent um that she was focused and not just uh deeply focused she was focused to the point where it was uncomfortable new international version says bitterly uh king james says sore um so we know there was pain there was anguish behind her prayer and that she was totally focused and i like to think of this as to the point where jesus uh prayed to the point where he bled i like to look at hannah as doing it that way um, and she promised God that when he would give her a son, that she would dedicate him to her, uh, back to God, excuse me. And the preacher stopped there and the preacher said, now, how did she know that God was going to give her a son? Not only that, but after she prayed and said, give her a son, she walked away without any of that anguish, without any of that uh, bitterness, or as it mentioned, again, old King, old King James Version self down in verse 18, it said that her countenance was no more. Uh, New International Version isn't as poetic. It says that she was no longer downcast, but we know that when she was finished praying that she had given it all to God and so I had a new appreciation for first Samuel 1 because I just knew the story of the background of Samuel my middle name coming to follow God I had a new appreciation for the name but I had also come to have a new appreciation for Hannah, who is an amazing woman who had to deal with so much. It says that Penina had children and that Penina uh, would make fun of her if you go all the way down to six. It says that um, whenever, the, uh, well, it says that Penina kept provoking her in order to irritate her verse 7 says that it went on year after year to the point that hannah cried and would not eat and i had to think about situations in my life what am i doing in my life do i have those times and yes i do i think about those days where you have people who are sad who are maybe medically sad to the point of depression and i've gotten down deep down and low to that point and i was amazed that this preacher could bring this out of me and allow me to look inside myself to to dissect myself to to analyze myself and to see myself in Hannah's shoes now how many times 
have you looked at the Bible stories and or looked in the world in general and looked at a woman or a man and said that they're not like you, right? And said you can't get anything from them. And I do feel a lot of times that I cannot be under a woman pastor in general. And this woman pastor, actually she's married and her husband is also pastor. So they co-pastor a church um, in Baltimore. Um, and But I looked at this and I said, man, I have overlooked Hannah. I have looked down upon Hannah. I looked at Hannah like the like a bum, like a someone a, a castaway uh, who's walked by me was asking me for change and I just kept driving and so I looked at the story totally different and there's so there are many more nuggets now Hannah um, obviously prayed and she asked specifically for a son um, and she specifically wanted to dedicate him to God now if you don't know women did have roles and the Old Testament of doing things. There were women who could do things, um, but Hannah wanted a son because sons had some special uh, things associated with them. Women could do things, but uh, they weren't um, seen, uh, I guess, to some people as important enough. But Hannah wanted a son. We don't know, um, and I'm not trying to uh, downplay the role of a woman because I, I definitely know now um, that Hannah was able to do something that no one else could have done. It was perfect for Hannah to to give birth to Samuel because she was able to do and direct and um, guide, uh, lay down the path of his steps the way that God needed a prophet to be in order to appoint the new, the new king of Israel. It was only Hannah that could give birth to that prophet. Um, nobody else, it couldn't be Penina, couldn't be everybody else. It had to be Hannah um, because of what she went through. And so I, I looked at this and how do I know that it was Hannah? Because Hannah said, that she was not going to allow this child. It says down in 11, the things, the vows that she made, what she was going to do to that child, what she was going to make sure he did. She said, I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. That's just not a one-off thing. She's making sure that she, as long as she's there, that that boy is going to do the things that she promised and that no razor will ever be used on his head. She made a vow um, and she kept praying. And here's the other thing in verse 12 and 13, it says that her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard to the point that her husband thought she was drunk. And now she has started looking crazy. How hard do you have to be praying where people are thinking you're crazy? You know, what kind of focus does that take? And when I read this, I was like, man, like, I mean, I've done it before, prayed hard, but could I have prayed that hard? Only Hannah. And so she walked away. She was no longer downcast. 
um, she went on about her things and she did what she did. And now after that, in verse 20, and this is when the pastor came back to the scripture in verse 20, it says that Hannah became pregnant. But prior to that, it said in verse 19 that Hannah was remembered by the Lord because of all of that. She prayed. She was no longer downcast. And she went on with the rest of her life. Early the next morning, she worshiped God with her husband. And, and, um, yes, and that she was remembered by God. So I just thought that was just really an amazing story, an amazing story. Um, I will step back a, a little bit. Uh, you know, Eli was the priest in the temple at the time, and he's the one that she thought she was drunk, not her husband. But I digress. Um, this is just one of the ways that we got to read these stories and understand God talking to us. I don't do that enough. I don't put myself in the in the shoes of these characters and to understand what God wants me to hear. And I feel like we ought to do that a lot more. Um, it was such a great story, such a awesome opportunity to hear. Um, and there were some other things applied in, in that sermon um, about, you know, people who are in business, how we ought to, you know, be prepared and ready to do the things that God wanted to do. Because why? It says that uh, her she was her, her womb was closed. God uh, didn't allow her to have any children. God specifically in verse five had closed her womb. Um, but now down in verse 20, God is remembering her and allowing her to become pregnant um, and she did not know when but she just went on her way and continued to worship I like that in 19 she worshiped God um, and just moved on um, and God remembered her there are stories like this we don't just have to look at a whole a whole book like Job there are people in the Bible who have done great things and made sure that the greatest of people are or our heroes um, uh, were, were created and molded and shaped by also great people, maybe people who were greater than that. I'm above 30 minutes. Um, I'm way above it and I'm sorry, but I just wanted to kind of go through that story and, and I hope that it would be a, a blessing upon you. Um, I really don't know who you are, uh, that's listening, but I really do hope that this story can help you um, in your Bible studies, help you to look at the Bible in a different way and learn from the true master. And that is Jesus. Um, the word is God's word, not our own. And there's so much knowledge in there. Thank you for listening. And I will be back next week. I know I haven't. Um, I know I skipped a week uh, previously and I apologize about that. Uh, sometimes we need breaks. Sometimes we're a little overwhelmed and God has called us to be restful. I know I only do this once a week, but, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that I got some rest and that I was able to present to you. Now, you know a little bit more about me. 
Now you know a little bit more about the ministry here at Cross Discourse. I'll be praying for you. I love you. I look forward to communing with you sooner than you think. Um, and I pray about you and think about you deeply. Although I don't know your names, although I don't know your faces, I pray that we would uh, bring glory to God as we depart from today's message. I love you. Family, take care. Oh.